Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Art Ross, Phil Masterson, Joey Devine, Con Smythe, Frank J. Silkie. John Keane, the Prince of Wales, Lady Bing, special guest John Wilms, Lord Frederick Stanley, the 60th Earl of Derby, Patreons Tyler Brown, thank you Tyler. Jackson Murphy, thank you, Jackson. Andrew Lou, thank you, Andrew. Musical guest hockey, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back. After a uh, two-week-long hiatus that dealt with both Thanksgiving and me getting sick three separate times uh, with a new episode, I'm here, as always, with my best friend, your co-host, America's Uncle Dad himself, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I Have mean, you gotten sick? Uh, Everyone is sick. I got a, I got a little bit sick, but I think I I think I avoided it. I um you know I I you know how how much I love emergency, Joey. So mm -hmm. I you that do. kept me safe. Um, I'm actually a dog uncle this week, so um I, th I don't think she'll be on the podcast, but I am with uh, the large fluffy Bernadoodle known as Snuggles Muffin today. 
Um, and we have a guest on the show who we haven't had in a while. Uh, one of our best friends, the author of Jad's Dad Milo, available from Mouse House Books. Get it today, just in time for Christmas, baby. It's our friend John Wilms. John, how are you? Hey, man. Doing pretty good. As I told you guys before the podcast, I'm watching the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, because you love murdered journalists. No, that's not. That's oh. not. Um, oh. <laughs> that's not what I'm, wa- I'm watching it because um, I grew up watching the World Cup. No matter what the schedule was, like I would wake up at four in the morning and watch it with my dad. So, oh, uh, well, I that's, like it. That's sweet. Do you yeah. have a? Do you have a favorite? I'm using. I'm using that as a shield that sentiment is a shield against whatever you're going to say next but um, no 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 oh you're no, trying no. to you're trying to greenwash this podcast <laughs> yeah 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 what were you gonna ask uh oh i was just gonna ask who you root for or if i you don't really root for anyone i don't care that much i mean i like messy he's awesome uh i kind of like worried that like i kind of missed the boat on like an all-time great with messy like shit that i like miss his like greatest moments but guess what they're kind of happening right now mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of World yeah. Cup play. So like that's Tom Brady. Awesome. Right. Well, this is more <laughs> of like 98 Michael Jordan, I think. It is, yeah, yeah. And it's like that perfect head game composure stuff with him right now where he's getting a goalie to literally move before he even touches the ball, like dive in the yeah. wrong direction before <laughs> he's even touched it with the way that he stares at him. It's like, oh, that's very fun to watch. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, I like the French team. I don't do the whole geopolitical thing. No, it's it's ridiculous. Because like you said, murdered journalists, you know, slaves died to like build this Mm -hmm. stadium. So like the whole thing is bad from the start. Um, So just root for the guys who you think are cool when they play soccer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to root for Kylian Mbappe when France Mm -hmm. is playing Morocco, even though France colonized Morocco. Yeah, because I'm sure the Moroccan Soccer Federation is full of terrible, terrible people because the that's worst all FIFA is made up of. Well, it's only getting worse. You saw the um, Ronaldo deal that the Saudis are giving him, right? <laughs> it's, it's so wild. It's so it's classic, like holding Brittany Griner as a political prisoner tr- to trigger the West behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very Putin-esque in that way. It's like, oh, so you're just going to, like, try to make all these other countries mad by, like, paying Ronaldo too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> trolling on a global scale now. Yeah, pretty weird. And as we know, the NBA is uh, going to be heading potentially in similar uh, directions with the sovereign wealth, um, loosening of sovereign wealth rules with a uh, new what? team. I haven't even seen this. Oh yeah, they they are have loosened the boundaries on who's allowed to have ownership stakes in NBA oh, great. teams. Mm-hmm. So sovereign sovereign wealth funds are now uh, eligible to well, bid for expansion. The Phoenix Suns, I guess. The Phoenix I, Suns, yeah. 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 Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, Brittany Griner's employer. Um, I mean, I guess if you're gonna like Peter Thiel is buying the Suns, it appears, right? If you're going to let him in, let everybody in. That's what the rumor is, is that Teal Group has made a massive offer on the Suns. Uh, Well, he just wants to harvest their blood. Yeah, exactly. The Warriors will no longer be number one in Blood Boys. That's for sure. Um. (laughs) Wow. That is so weird. I 
I really do not welcome that. I have to be honest. Yeah. These big, like weird tech billionaires just like take, they're like coming into everything I like. Like, I don't know. Like Twitter? Twitter. Yeah. I've been (laughs) off of it for like three weeks now or something. (laughs) Um, And every time I check in for a second, it's completely like Homer Simpson back into the bushes because I just see the worst thing that I could Mm -hmm. possibly see. Yeah. Like right, like right away. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's weird because it's it it um it feels very retro. One of my yeah. one of my friends told me uh this is like something awful 20 years ago, basically, right now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend tell me I had to I'm a fan of the comedian um Stavros Palkius, right? Yes. He's funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. Uh yeah. he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was mm-hmm. my friend was like, Oh, you should listen to this, even though you don't like this guy, because you know, it's Stavros. And I was like, sure, yeah. I'll listen. Within the first few minutes, Rogan somehow makes it about how you can be funny on Twitter again now. <laughs> and I was like, I just turned it off. I just turned it off right away. I was like, I, there's no way I can listen to this person for even a second longer. And you could tell that, I mean, you know, from Stavros's general thing that he's not about that. But um, he just, he just sort of moved it along. Yes. It's like, oh, God, like people really believe this stuff. They really believe that he's making it good again or whatever. Oh, and or that like he's uh, the, their hero. It's so weird. It just it's just lame. Like there were are there were always lame things and lame people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But like Jack as the de facto owner or COO was just like this weird guy who was never around. Like yeah. if we can use the metaphor, yeah. the metaphor of a mansion party. Like he's in like <laughs> he's in like the attic doing the weirdest drugs. And yeah. You can just, you can just not go up there, yeah, like and not know about him. Also, and he's like, and have, and I want people to know about party. silent meditation. You know, <laughs> also, right, I will can... say it was the Twitter handle itself, just at Jack. This like empty thing that would never respond to anybody always made for like a really funny joke. You know what I mean? To be like, yeah. help at Jack. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then Elon Musk would just like reply to anything. Yeah, which is the worst. Like try hard. Like how could you be a billionaire it. and a try hard? It's <laughs> the um, dumbest people in the world are like, can we do like you know um, crypto something whatever? And he's like, yeah, we're working on that. I'm like no, dude. Um. Well. To get out of the realm of things that make me sad, because I actually love Twitter. Um, we have That's some what I realized, too. I actually love it. Yeah, Twitter's great. Yeah. I've loved it all along. It's the only good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some reader mail. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Wait, I lied. We don't have reader mail. It's phone calls. We have phone calls. (laughs) Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. 
Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Alright guys, our first call comes from our friend Jackson, uh, and Jackson asks, where is this call? It is right here, sorry, and here's Jackson. Hey, Joey and Sean, uh, this is Jackson from Los Angeles here, uh, Sacramento Kings fan, light the beam, fire the laser, Kings run California. Uh, I'm calling to ask about something that I think was probably already on your radar and seems up your alley, but I, I just want to make sure, uh, you know, it gets talked about because I think it's important. Um, so for Star Wars night, the NBA Star Wars night, DeAndre Jordan uh, made a video of choosing his starting five and sixth man of Star Wars characters. Uh, personally, I found it, <clears throat> personally, I found it, a little uninspired, um, and I think Yoda, the one, is kind of a disaster uh, <laughs> because he can't make adjustments. He doesn't really have answers for uh, new obstacles, as the prequel showed. So, But I'm curious, one, if you have any uh, strong thoughts on DeAndre Jordan starting five and six men of Star Wars characters, but also uh, if you could curate your own, uh, preferably... You know, I'd want some, maybe some non-human characters in there. Like if you could squeeze a Dexter Jetster or a Bib Fortuna, I would really think that would help. Because, uh, you know, there's a salary cap. You can't just have only Jedi warriors. That's a bit crazy. Um, but, yeah, I want to hear your starting five and six, man. Thanks a bunch. Have a good one. Okay, Sean, do you have DeAndre Jordan start at Star Wars yeah, uh, starting well, five I, here? I didn't want to use the clip. You know, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I also don't want to use the clip. Uh, so he put he put Yoda at point guard. I'm gonna say uh, people are gonna be giving him the uh, the too small uh, mm-hmm. gesture a yeah. lot. Uh, his shooting guard is Han Solo. He says because he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, his shooting guard, his small forward is Kylo Ren. Uh, his power forward is Darth Vader, and then he has Chewbacca at center, and then his sixth man is Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ray um, um, Palpatine is that her last name? I didn't see uh, <laughs> Episode Nine. I don't really know what happens except Chewbacca has a death fake. Well, out. first off, I'm going to say right <laughs> off the bat, he has his big switched up. To me, Darth Vader's a center and Chewbacca's a power forward, right? But, uh, I would think that Char- that Chewbacca's best analog in the NBA would be like a Charles Oakley type. Yeah, right? I mean, so I guess in the current NBA, I guess he's a center too. But like, I just feel like one of those guys can move and the other one kind of can't, you know? <laughs> like, Chewbacca's oh, yeah, kind of yeah. fast, like... 
Darth Vader really plods, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, is he using the force to throw like no look passes? Mm-hmm. But he's like, he is, I mean, he's also like more of an enforcer. Like, mm-hmm. like weirdly, Darth Vader seems like he would be um soft. A bit of a goon. No. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But um, but he could like he, I kind of see him as more of like a Udonis Haslam, like mm-hmm. He can force choke those guys from the bench, you sure. know, like he's not, he's not like getting his hands dirty. Um, Yoda's definitely too short, though. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like, have we seen how Chris Paul's been playing this year? It's not <laughs> like a short guy just doesn't age that well. And Yoda's like 300 years old or something. Right. Wilms, you haven't said anything. You have anything to add here? <laughs> Um, gosh, I, have, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I lost, I can't, I lost interest in Star Wars so long ago. Uh huh. But um, yeah. I like Andor, and mm-hmm. in fact, I watched that the season of Andor that exists and, and is available, and I thought it was even good. It reached a certain standard. It was good enough that I think that everybody who has in the past made a Star Wars thing should watch it. Mm-hmm. And feel like very embarrassed. <laughs> Here's what I think is funny about Andor. Um, in Andor, the creators of Andor understood a very key thing about Star Wars that no one else has in a really long time. And that is Star Wars is mainly about old British dudes being like, oh, we've yes. got to do this. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it needs to be more British. Exactly right. But old too. Also old. Yes, it's got to be old. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, then let's blow through this because Wilms doesn't care. Sean, what is your star? What is your six? Uh, your Star Wars six. Um, I think Luke Skywalker has to be the shooting guard. Um, Interesting. I, the one thing I like about DeAndre Jordan's list is Han Solo definitely has uh, shooting guard energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's like, I think he ha- he's more of a sixth man. You know okay. what I mean? Like he's yeah, yeah. kind of reluctant. He's not really a team player. He's more of a Lou Williams type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like. Uh, like I don't, he doesn't want a commitment. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say that Luke Skywalker has to be the shooting guard. Uh, as for, I'm not very, I, I did not watch anything. Like, I don't, I don't know who anyone in the Mandalorian is, but, uh, you know, I'm going to say Boba Fett's the small forward because he has a jet pack and, uh, he's kind of like an artist type, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. A lot of defense. Um, Point guard, um, gosh, <laughs> I actually think Ray's a point guard. I would, I would take Lando Calrissian because okay, there fair. are very few black people in the Star Wars <laughs> universe. I just feel like Lando, Lando, like Lando would be like a 70s point guard, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And sure. I just, I like he already has the look, um. For the the big man, I don't I don't think I know who Bib Fortuna is. That's okay. Just keep going. But who's um, who is? That? I know that I know we Bib got a Fortuna is that man that hangs out with a uh, job of the hut that has oh. like a dick scarf. You know that oh, guy? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> give me give me Jabba as the center. Okay, fair. I just think he's 
I just, I, he's, you know, he's going to muck things up there. Mm-hmm. Like, could you call three seconds in the key or are you just going to have to like, let it go? Because mm-hmm. he's, he's part of him is always going to be in the key, but I guess part of him will always be out of the key. So I don't know. Uh, and then give me, um, give me Poe Dameron as mm. uh, the guy who dies and then his initials are on the jersey patch. Because <laughs> he definitely dies in that first movie. I don't really know how they even explain that he didn't die. Uh, yeah, I think Chewbacca is actually a good power forward. And then, wait, did I name a point guard? I did. You did. Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. And then um, my sixth man's going to be uh, Admiral Akbar because he's going to come off the bench and uh, play a trapping defense. See, I was going to make the same joke. Uh, I was going to say he's got to be the center, right? Because he's calling out all the traps on defense. He's like, it's a trap. They're trapping you. Yep. Um, that was the same joke. Yep. Same <laughs> joke. Um, but luckily I went with a different six. Um, oh, good. Uh, look, there are in the Empire Strikes Out back, Sean. <laughs> Uh, there are six. The Empire Strikes Out. Yeah, in The Empire (laughs) Strikes Out. In The Empire Strikes Back, there are six bounty hunters that were created just to make toys. Um, And and I'm taking all six. I'm taking Boba Fett. And also, none of these guys have a position. We're playing positionless basketball. Oh, that's good. I'm taking Boba Fett, Bosk, Dengar, Forlom, Zuckus, and IG-88 to give uh, our friend Jackson the robot. Nice, uh, nice. Um, there we go. We're playing positionless basketball. We're being real switchy, and we're going to um, lock everybody into Carbonite. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you think Do you think you could teach IG-88 to be one of those jump-shooting robots? <laughs> yeah, I do. Th- yeah, I do think you could teach IG-88 to be one of those jump-shooting oh, robots. You guys left some money on the table here. You got to take Sebulba because because why? Sebulba always wins. <laughs> uh, does he always win? <laughs> That's what they say. That's the line from the movie. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, he I know. <laughs> He's a dud, dude. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. This is pod racing. All right. We have one more call. It's from our friend Mike in Portland. Wilms, I do think you're going to like this one a little bit more. Hey, Sean. Hey, Joey. It's Mike in Portland. And for reasons I do not want to get into today, I was on Greg Ostertag's official website, and I found out he is a realtor in Mount Vernon, Texas. So my question for you today is, who in today's current NBA will be the best and worst realtors? Thanks, and I'll take my call up here. So, Wilms, wow. how are you handling the information that Greg Ostertag all, is a realtor in Mount Vernon, Texas? I'm going to have to turn my camera on for this. Um, <laughs> I love this news. It's um, Have you ever read the Philip Roth uh, novel, American Pastoral? I yes, have I not, have. But Sean has, yeah. <laughs> it's it's about the legend. He's, he's not a you know NBA player, but he's a legendary local athlete. And mm-hmm. uh, the Swede, the Swede, that's his origin story. But his we're following him as a mediocre middle aged man. And that's what I think about when I hear that Greg Ostertag is a 
a realtor in Mount Vernon, Texas, which I just <laughs> love that. I love that that's the case. Like, oh yeah. <clears throat> like he's not he's not working in the media. He's not working in coaching. Like there are uh-huh. a lot of media jobs for ex players. Like yeah, almost especially every, for the Jazz. Like <laughs> every pretty much every local broadcast for every team has an ex player in the booth. Most of them have doing... like five now, where it's yeah. like multiple yeah. X players on the pre and post game shows. Yes, in Chicago <laughs> we have Bill Wennington on the radio. Mm-hmm. We have Stacy King doing the broadcasts on TV, and then we have Will Purdue and Kendall Gill doing pre game, post game. So that's that's at least fourteen feet of shit. Is that what Michael Jordan? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of players who work for the organization in various yeah. do-nothing roles, too. Yeah. And again, like you said, it's the Jazz. Will, he was right. a, are he, you? He went to the finals twice with the Jazz. <laughs> and he's a realtor in Mount Vernon, <laughs> Texas. He donated a kidney to his sister and continued to play in the NBA for four more years after that? I doubt well, I good. He's know. like the reverse Alonzo Morning. <laughs> um, was he on the Kings at that point? He was a Kings n- guy later, I believe. Uh, yeah, he donated the kidney in 2002, and then he got to the Kings in 2004. And then he went back to the Jazz, and I didn't realize that. He went back but to the Jazz. For, he went wow. back to the Jazz. And for some reason, he played with the uh, Dallas Mavericks G League team. Five years after his career ended, I don't must be hard up, must be hard for money. Uh, well, he also has uh, he is the co founder of the Oster Tag Group, which owns uh, (laughs) ML Edwards and Company, Watermelon Mills Coffee House, and Oster Tag Construction. See, this is in the same vein as what I said about the Philip Roth book, but I had this weird, just like Mike the Caller, for reasons I'd rather not get into, like internet (laughs) day. (laughs) <laughs> where I was just looking up all these people I because I've never really been on Facebook. So I don't really know if anybody's not like a friend of mine from high school. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're up to. Um, and so I started looking into it and I was looking at, oh, who was the best player on the basketball team when we almost won our state bracket or whatever. So I looked him up and it was just like boring stuff like that, like yeah. realtor or like some, you know, low down in some very small head fund or something it's like man it's just it's just boring now um and greg ostertag same thing greg ostertag career earnings 48 million dollars did he they might be the, that, might, that number might be the same no but i maybe but that that number might be the same if he was playing today um, right. <laughs> he would not benefit from inflation <laughs> i have a theory on this actually okay I would bet if we looked it up, I'm not going to look it up because uh, uh, their website fact, is down, Joey. Facts way, also so. would ruin my theory. I have a feeling that Greg Ostertag's wife is all they're a, a pair. Mm, and okay. he's just the the name. It's like, oh, I bought a house from Greg Ostertag, but really you bought sure, it sure, from sure. his wife. You know what uh-huh. I mean? <laughs> sure. uh, he's got he only has two ratings, but he does have a four point five. <laughs> uh, oh, he's from Texas too. Okay, he went back home. All right, Duncanville. Honestly, he got a five and a four. That's pretty good. 
<laughs> um, I do think we need to get to the question, though. Oh, you're what right, current you're right. okay, players yeah, yeah. would be the would you most like to buy a house from and least like to buy a house from? OK, well, that's that actually, Joey, wasn't the question it was who would be the worst and who would be the best. OK, but it's OK. Fair enough. So it's yeah, who's going to sell I, the most houses and sell the least houses. Right. Who's going to who's going to become a economic shambles out of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna yeah. Go to a, this is going to go to a dark, a dark place. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think PJ Washington would be a bad realtor. <laughs> <laughs> he's not making as much money as he should for his quality as an NBA player. And he's got mm-hmm. some personal stuff in which he's done very bad economically as well that we mm-hmm. you know we don't have to talk about that but google it um <laughs> so i think he would be a really bad like arthur miller type character. <laughs> <laughs> like, trad, like tragic realtor uh-huh. like glenn gary glenn ross jack lemon kind of stuff mm-hmm. like we don't we don't want to see it um we don't want to talk about it for long i don't know who the best who's like who's got like the best contract for like how like the most overpaid player basically well you know you know who i think would be really good and has like a unique contract which is probably fair but like very unique in its construction is josh hart and mm. josh hart when he got He's traded guy. well when he got traded from uh new orleans to portland he convinced Larry Nance Jr. to just trade houses. Yeah, they just him. switched houses. And so they, yeah. they saved all yeah. this money. And uh, <laughs> like that's that's the kind of outside of the box thinking. And uh, he's also like a what is it, guy what is it plays t- like a big guy. Is it too much outside of the box thinking? Would you overthink these real estate de- deals? Yeah. Am I going to be buying like a weird flip? And he's like, no, 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 no. The, 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 ba- the kitchen's going to be in the basement. That's perfect, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> And you're like, is it? See, I'm thinking about this slightly differently. I'm thinking about the job of realtor, Uh right? Where a lot of it now is like staging houses, Uh you know? (laughs) And I'm going to tell you right now, Kelly Oubre Jr. would make some fucked up decisions staging that house that's a bad realtor it would be like why is there like a 60 foot tall misfits poster above this bed (laughs) Um, so i'm taking kelly Oubre jr as the worst realtor okay um and i'm taking jose alvarado as the best realtor he just grinds He's just gonna grind can't plus look at him can't you see his face on a bench like (laughs) so i'm gonna pick up my so my best realtor is josh hart my worst realtor is uh nerland's noel Mm -hmm. oh i just there's no possible way (laughs) he's he's alienating the homeowners he's alienating the buyers he's eating a hot dog dog the open house like that's all he serves at the open house yeah it's not not good with noel Uh, yeah that again dark place um, real dark place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also a guy where you were like, well, he turned down $72 million and he got $3 million instead. Yeah, yeah. That, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you about this, Sean. You're yeah. a giant, uh, San Francisco Giants fan. Yeah. Carlos Correa. Yeah. Pretty good realtor. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that's a good realtor. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't realize until I don't know why it took me till this week to realize that um, uh, all these teams are doing weird luxury tax dodges. 
which is why he got a 13 year contract. Oh, because they because all the all the competitive balance tax stuff is based on the average annual value. And so that's why. And I, I think I don't know this. Baseball has some kind of version of that basketball over 35 rule or whatever it is, um, where like the Padres couldn't offer Aaron Judge a 13 year contract because he would have been like 44 at the end. So all mm. these, all these guys are signing deals that take them through like age 41. And it's just because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, they're just expecting to eat the last three years of the deal. Basically. It is fun. Cause this Bobby Bonilla day thing has been a, mm-hmm. a holiday forever and we're not having anything on that level to be clear. No, uh, but it Although is fun they- to, yeah, Bobby Bonilla, great realtor. Well, the the Washington all time realtor, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Washington Nationals did do that, uh, basically mortgaging the future for their World Series, and so um, Max Scherzer is like when his forty three million dollar a deal a year deal with the Mets ends, and he's like forty two. Uh, like three years later, he gets this big like 10 year annuity from the nationals. And so does Steven Strasburg. So Max Scherzer, bad realtor. Um, no, he's a great realtor. No, he's great. Uh, he just, he's still making those like eyes. You know, I can't years. trust a guy with two separate colored eyes selling me a house. I'm That's sorry. Right. And oh, also the way I would not, yeah. he looks so mean. There, there, he looks Insane. so mean. He's scary. Yeah. <laughs> what Joey, he, what Oakland a past or present would you most trust to sell you a house oh um mark ellis yeah yeah he yeah, looks I, like a realtor first <laughs> off uh, <laughs> he's gonna do his due diligence yeah. uh eric chavez i also think would be a pretty good realtor um yeah. barry zito bad realtor um uh, eric burns terrible terrible realtor. but you know who would be a uh, great realtor mark mm-hmm. Mulder. That dude is selling so many houses oh, on my. golf courses alone, like uh-huh. without even people looking at it. Just yeah, like yeah. he's sinker balling it right in. All right. Um, we had Wilms on to talk about a very specific thing, and we have not gotten there yet. So let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball News. For humans and robots, trust the process. All right, Sean. Mm-hmm. What's the news? The NBA is renaming some trophies, and uh, as a result, they added. Well, let's let's. I'm going to take you through the process. So, about a week ago, the NBA announced that they were starting a new trophy for the team that had the best record of the year mm-hmm. and they decided to call it the Maurice Podoloff trophy. Mm-hmm. Now this is um hockey has this hockey has the president's trophy and uh they basically had they've had like some version of this with a couple years on and off since I think like the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um but also and I want to was- say right off the bat it's cool in hockey because all those trophies are named after weirdos that no one knows who they are, you know. Well, and it's um <laughs> yeah, Don Pardo read some of those yeah. names actually. Um but in it kind of makes a little more sense in hockey because I think it's maybe a little more sort of like British mm-hmm. and the yeah. soccer influence because 
if you have like a six team league, you know, that, that kind of makes more sense that you'd be like, well, the regular season is this thing. And then all of us play this tournament, which is a second thing. And that's like a lot closer to, but now it's like, I, I, I don't know, but I think it's even considered cursed. Like you're not supposed to touch it. Yeah. If you won the president's trophy, because then it means you're going to lose. I think the Blackhawks actually got a president's trophy in a Stanley cup in the same year though. Um, anyway, they, they named it after Maurice Podoloff, uh, the lawyer who was also a hockey commissioner too, but he basically oversaw the merger that formed the NBA. The NBA is actually not 76 years old. It is mm-hmm. uh, 73 years old. This is mm-hmm. the 74th <laughs> season in the NBA. Um, uh, and he, you know, he's, he's the first commissioner. And so they moved, they basically started this new trophy either to try to get people to care about the regular season. No one is going to no, care about it's to it's to give Utah Jazz fans something to celebrate. Yes. <laughs> if they could have they like... could have called it the screen assist trophy because it's right. the same shit. Uh, yeah. not that they, uh, well, they might I mean, not that they're gonna have the best record this year, but well, it, it felt like that was something that happened this year in baseball, too, where uh, the, the LA Times was running editorials about how unfair it was that the Dodgers lost in the playoffs because they won a lot of games in the regular season. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we have had divisions since 1962. Like it doesn't. Uh, anyway, um, so they changed the name. So this, no one's going to care about this trophy. But the important thing is uh, they moved Podoloff's name off the MVP trophy. So they didn't offend. Podoloff Nation, his relatives. Uh, they're still honoring this weird guy with a trophy no one cares about. And so they took, uh, they added an award and then they renamed five existing awards. And I mm-hmm. want to just go through them one by one, talk about them and maybe suggest alternative names. Well, actually, first of all, um, can we talk about how bad these look? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Speaking oh, of God. carbonite, um, <laughs> that's that's like what it is. It's like a He-Man frozen in carbonite. Like it's it's the same aesthetic design as a Han Solo figure I had, which it's ironically real- <laughs> our friend turned into a uh, mold for weed gummies later when uh-huh. I gave my own Star Wars figures. And it's especially um, tr- shitty, I think, because... The Coach of the Year trophy was like one of the best looking trophies in sports. It was awesome. It was a wooden Great. bench with a little uh, brass red hour box sitting on it holding a cigar. Uh-huh. And now you get this like fake tip, like this fake crystal bullshit with like a little gold red hour back, but you can't really tell it's red hour back. It sucks. This sucks. <laughs> my, my instinct is to make a topical joke and say these look like NFTs. Um, uh-huh, they do. What they actually, they, <laughs> well, what they actually really look like is like, like suburban corporate employee of the year mm-hmm. type trophies from like the nineties. Yeah, because they're crystal, whatever. right? Like, right. I mean, it's like 
I don't care if it's like it doesn't look crystal. It looks like a big hunk of glass. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it looks it, it looks look like a cool. like a flower vase kind of. Mm-hmm. It looks like it also kind of looks like a McDonald's cup collection. Yeah. <laughs> like the bat the Batman Forever version specifically. Um, that's that's kind of where we're at with these. Also, if well. you're going to name these trophies after specific people, shouldn't the the person in the glass look like the people? Probably like, the Michael Jordan one doesn't look like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah that, the, like, like uh, not not that. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Michael Jordan's pretty recognizable. I mean, yeah. I guess the Jerry West one is sort of Jerry Westy, but like other than that, like this Hakeem one is like he's in like a I don't know, man. Like also, if you're gonna name a trophy after George Mikan and there's gonna be a little George Mikan, that guy's gotta be wearing glasses, you cowards. With uh, the Jordan one, it's just like okay, there's obviously the Jumpman logo. Mm-hmm. That's recognizable. I understand not doing that. There might be legal reasons not to do that yeah. even, but probably not because they're league partners with Nike. Right, right. But in any event, there are other like recognizable Jordan poses, like the ball cradled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is like with his legs both up at like 90 degree angles. Like that's a recognizable mm-hmm. Jordan pose. The jump from the free throw line in the dunk contest. Uh-huh. He looks like a six nine guy who can barely dunk. He <laughs> looks like <laughs> well, it also looks like a guy doing a tip off. Jordan yeah, never yeah. took a tip off. Uh-huh. He looks awful. Somebody, uh, Tony Gill, producer of of the uh, Jason Goff podcast, said that he looks like he's trying to screw, uh, fix a light bulb or screw a light yeah. bulb. Yeah. <laughs> um, they like uh-huh. just didn't get the aerial aesthetic at all. Um, no, yeah, yeah I know that they're, yes. they're, they're kind of going for it with like that that little material at his feet. It's supposed to be like lift, mm-hmm. but it just looks like he's a failure to launch. Frankly, yeah. it's almost like they're trying to mock him because they hate the way that he runs his team. Maybe, and maybe, maybe that's really what's going on here. Well, and they they're like couldn't to... picture his shoes, I guess, too. It's weird. Really? It's like they're trying to avoid. I don't know. It just it does not seem like Michael Jordan. It looks like it looks like an Academy Award, except shittier like Academy Award. Yeah, I mean, much, much, much worse. Yeah. What uh, my initial thought when I saw it is this is like a fucking Superman for all seasons award. It looks like garbage. It looks like it looks like an award that in Watchmen, Ozymandias would receive in an early chapter and then murder someone with in a later chapter. Like, it looks like a fake award from a comic book, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Before we go through them one by one, yeah, yeah, can I do yeah. my, my quick yeah. abstract on this, my mm-hmm. meta take on this? Yeah. It's not, well, it's not even really a take. I think it's pretty clear that it's not for us, meaning mm-hmm. people who care about the NBA and have for decades and are older fans. Um, I had this thought. I went up to Milwaukee. My friends and I drove, watched the Bucks versus the Cavs, drove back. Uh, it's very close. And there's like all this stuff going on in their newer stadium that like is trying to like weave a rich tapestry of Bucks history mm-hmm. and like give you, really give you a sense of it and try to, you know, get people into that as opposed to the reality of like pretty much everybody in the stadium didn't care about the NBA five years ago at any point in their life, Um, which is fine. It's like, you didn't really have any reason to, I don't really care. But also Um, that's kind of what I like about the NBA is like that. It's like making its history because it's so young. Yes. 
Yes, um, but then that's so they want to get more people in the NBA, especially internationally. And so if there's like these little clues for them to like look into the history, right? Similar, there's like there's like a gigantic Kareem bobblehead, like a life-size mm-hmm. Kareem bobblehead in the Buck Stadium. They're like selling a lot of Oscar Robertson retro jerseys. They have like an obscene amount of retired jerseys too, which is mm-hmm. weird for like the Bucks. There's yeah. like fif- there's like 15 retired numbers. That's so it's wild. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. And it's like, you know, even me, somebody who writes about the NBA knows it very well. Like I would see a few of those numbers and I was like, who's that? Well, I um, I like I can read them all real quick. Oscar yeah. Robertson, Junior Bridgman, Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, most famous. They retired his number for uh, uh, being the dad of um, uh, the king of NBA Twitter, right? Uh, yeah. Bob Dandridge, <laughs> yeah. John McLaughlin, Bob Lanier, Brian Winters, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those are their retired numbers. Brian Winters. <laughs> Brian Winters, John McLaughlin, Junior Bridgman. Like, what are we doing here? Um, and so that, but but you have to understand, like, if you're like a 17-year-old kid in China, you see the name H- Hakeem Olajuwon, and you're like, who's that? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so that's what it's for. And there's the, the larger cultural reset of the NBA, too, where they want the midseason tournament. They want mm-hmm. the plan to stay, which it will, because we don't care about this. We are longtime NBA fans who already like the way that it is yeah but other people, i actually kind of like the plan i've been in on the plan. i like the plan yeah, yeah i yeah. do like the plan i don't um, mid-season, the mid-season, mid-season tournament, tournament doesn't tournament make any sense idiotic i don't I really even understand like how they're making money with it <laughs> i have no idea but i might like it if it happens i'll wait and see yeah but like i just mean people like us generally i do like the plan i'm glad that it's here to stay to be honest um but you know, other people who are casuals, they'll turn on a playing game and you don't even need to be like sports literate to like feel the difference. Yeah. It, it feels more like a sweet 16 March Madness kind of environment, um, especially when Patrick Beverly is jumping on the table and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, people, more people, most people like that more than what we like as NBA fans. Um, so they're going for more of that. I think they're trying to break it up and change the incentives. And like you said, give the jazz fans something to celebrate. Give, <laughs> make make more things to celebrate. I don't mean to pick on the jazz. It's just like uh, like the Denver Nuggets. You know what I mean? It's like it's a trophy for like these teams that don't do well in the playoffs. Um, all right. <laughs> well, so but like soccer, the is Dallas the most, Mavericks. The, biggest, the the soccer is the biggest international sport, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And part of what has always frustrated me about it trying to get into it as a fan is that there's too much stuff yeah there's too many there's too many leagues there's international play there's league play there's many different there's types different of tournaments going on all at the same time sometimes um, like four <laughs> because there's successful there's, yeah and they've got they've got one so so in england it's like they have the league and they have the fa cup and that's very easy the fa cup's kind of cool because it's like literally every soccer club in the country at any level can compete in it mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool and then yeah, it's like been... tbt the the basketball tournament <laughs> yeah and then they've got one i don't even remember the sponsor but it's it's like they really try to make this extra tournament matter and for the most part all the teams are just like no that's we're not we're not 
we're not we're not winning the Toblerone Cup. We're not going to play our real players for those games. But I think there is a vision probably at the highest levels of the NBA and Adam Silver's, you know, tri- tribunal or whatever. Yeah, in they do... the uh, gl- the uh, the neoliberal uh, cerebro that they like, made in. <laughs> I don't even think he's like, I mean, Jared Kushner's bestie might not really even be that neoliberal. <laughs> right. But anyway, they have they have a vision that probably goes many, many years into the future and is dubious in probably a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but involves something more like that. The Toblerone, the NBA Toblerone yeah. tourney, multiple leagues even, right? Um, so that you can keep this thing going all year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple leagues that people care about anyway. Um, and again, probably a lot of it is dubious and not going to work, but it's certainly the way they're pushing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, I guess you might as well name the trophies. It's just a weird tro- – okay, so making Michael Jordan the MVP trophy, I would say that is appropriate. Like, sure. there's – I know Kareem has more MVPs, but Jordan really has more MVPs than he actually has. Like, <laughs> like, like the two times he should have won MVP and didn't, he went out and humiliated the winner in the NBA finals. Yeah. So I almost feel like he should have been retroactively awarded those trophies, but also like they didn't have anything to named after Michael Jordan. It's like the most powerful name. Like he's, he's the best. He's the one, like he's, he's different from every other basketball player that's ever played like that. That to me is like a kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you've got, I mean, Joey, who would you, would you, who would you pick for the MVP trophy? George Mikan. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Oh, you'd go, you'd go Mikan on that one. Yeah. 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 I honestly can't even really make a joke. Who would you, who would you really make a joke about it? Like it it should be Jordan. And like, it could be LeBron because he also deserves more than he's gotten. Although he hasn't, he hasn't deserved one in a long time, but um, Mm -hmm. like he, that Derek Rose one was his. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, there was at least one other that I can't remember right now that was obviously his. You know, there's just going to be there's always going to be voter fatigue. There's always going to be voter resentment. Sometimes it's fatigue. Sometimes it's resentment. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, most of the time I feel like it's actually resentment. Not right. Fatigue. Like West Westbrooks was a, res, a KD resentment. Yes. MVP. Yeah. 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 Um, and and Roses was a LeBron resentment. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he he decided to go work somewhere else. But what if we name the MVP after one of? Uh, what if we name the the MVP after somebody who is less likely to win it, and that way it becomes more aspirational. Mm. Uh-huh. So, so like it becomes the Steve West, Nash. The Westbrook it's like the Dwight. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, do you mean like like a Steve Nash or like someone who always fell short? Oh, that somebody who always falls short would be good too. Yeah. Um, but but maybe somebody who won it. Who yeah. Really who has the have. most top five MVP? The Bob uh, McAdoo trophy. The Bob McAdoo trophy, sure. <laughs> Which he was a good player, but mainly people really hated Rick Barry. That's the main reason he got that trophy. Um, the general public's loathing for him. Um, uh, we'll do Bob McAdoo. We'll do Bob McAdoo. Okay. Yeah, Bob yeah, McAdoo. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. Yeah. The Mac, and it's the, it's the yeah, Mac. and you call oh, the, the Mac. Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick, a quick note too. To me, NBA history begins in 1980. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, um, the, I kind of discount everything before that. 
Um, I, I kind of, I, I don't, I think it's hard to argue with that. Like, mm-hmm. like I still, um, I think Kareem is a little bit underrated, but also um, Kareem's like not very fun even now. Like a guy, no, who, I love him. A guy who's like writing on Veronica Mars should be more fun, but his blog is just like scolding people. Oh, I love his blog. Well, okay, I don't love the scolding one so much, but I love when he's just like, here's four TV shows I'm watching and they're all on the sci fi network for some reason. Okay, so we got we got a defensive player of the year, a Kamalajwan. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, that. Yeah, I mean, it's I, a, it could be the Tim Duncan, but I kind of like the idea of also, you know, it's an African player. He's he's kind of underrated in just like a general sense. I think like uh, you have to you have to imagine that Akeem Olajuwon, um maybe has a slight. I mean, not that he's not very acclaimed, but uh, the fact that like three of the top five players on the team he took to the NBA finals when he was like 23 got banned for life for cocaine use. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's rare that an NBA player ends up getting their team decimated like that. (laughs) Like, uh, anyway, um, I I I don't really have a problem with Hakeem. I just don't, I don't have a problem with Hakeem. I love Hakeem. He was actually the first basketball player I truly loved. Yeah, same. Um, uh-huh. And but like, I don't think of him. He is a great defensive player, but yeah. his iconic stuff is is the dream shake. Is the post yeah, move. it's an yeah, offensive right, right, right. move. Mm-hmm. And Dikembe yeah. Mutombo won it four times. So why isn't it Dikembe Mutombo? It should well, be Dikembe. Well, I, and also you get the same kind of like he's a humanitarian. He does all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit more of a. Like you can have the you can have the trophy with a finger wag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. I, yes. Exactly. The other one I was thinking is uh, Ben Wallace because you could give it a big a big afro. Um, and he, won, he also won it four times. And that's also yeah. like aspirational too, right? Because like he's like a guy who like wasn't supposed to win a bunch of awards, and now we're naming awards un- after him. I believe he's the only undrafted player in the Hall of Fame. Um, but also, I actually think we should have named this trophy after George Mikan. Yeah, you know, yeah. George Mikan. Yeah. He, Are you just going to go uh, George Mikan on all of these, Joey? He made him. He, you know, George Mikan uh, forced basketball to ban goaltending. Mm-hmm. Because before George Mikan, um, people believed that um, no one was basketball tall was not a tall man's sport. Yeah. That they were too <laughs> awkward. And so they would just zone up and Mike and would stand out of the basket and knock shots away. And finally, people were like, all right, this this is not a good game. Well, maybe, maybe if we're letting a, this happen. A separate uh, weird guy award for George Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, who's the weirdest guy? Um, right. one of the weirdest guys. Uh, okay, uh, rookie of the year. This one is bizarre. This one me. is weird. Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Now, was he a good rookie? I mean, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but like, that's not at all what you think of Wilt Chamberlain for. And I'll, I would specifically say. For a man who slept with 20,000 women, it's weird to name an award for the most inexperienced. Mm, the virgin of the year. Yeah. Like, um, it is yeah. like, like, oh, he's not, he hasn't really had a lot of uh, 
hasn't done a lot. So like, so should we name it after AC Green? No, that's funny. This to me is the obvious one that you name after Tim Duncan. I don't mm-hmm. understand oh, why. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Or West or Magic Unsung. Johnson. I think West Unsung's the Except only they rookie na- to win MVP. The reason Magic and Bird aren't one of these is because they already right. named trophies after them yes. last year. Um, yeah. Which is and Kareem actually has like a public service award too, so yeah. he's also out of the conversation. And weirdly, I think he'd like that one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. The, this this should be the Tim Duncan. Yeah. Um. I mean, it would be funny if it was the Patrick Ewing Award. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we're like, yeah, it was a really big deal. I you just, were how many, how many rookies ever are as impactful as like Tim Duncan? You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm saying your other option yeah. is Wes on yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. sort of like. <laughs> not exactly famous i think he's the only rookie to win mvp if is that i don't know but any anyway he's sort of like not as great as those mm-hmm. other guys he was good yeah cool name too like the yeah. west unfeld un, unsell trophy sounds cool um all right sean what's our next one our next one is uh the most improved mm-hmm. Uh, award, which goes to uh, George Mikan. Mm, see, I like the name of this one. <laughs> oh, you like this one? I so I need to complain about this award generally. Uh huh. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't like the direction that it's headed. Yeah. Because it's become like MVP Junior or like the stepping stone to the MVP. Yeah. yeah. John Morant. John Morant should not be most improved player. He's a number two overall pick. He's right. like a very normal, elite player, superstar trajectory. You're supposed to give it to a guy. And some people will take a bone with this because they'll say, oh, well, did you know whoever just quantitatively and objectively improved the most should be the most improved player. But I think it should be a guy who we didn't see it coming. Right. Mm-hmm. It should be like Dennis Smith this year. Well, Giannis. Right? Yeah. Well, Giannis, Giannis was listed on the balance like five years in a row. And I remember the first year Steph Curry won an MVP. He was like sixth and most improved. And it's like, just that guy's not in the conversation. Okay. If you're voting him for MVP, like you don't need to also, like we all know he improved. That's not what, that's not who this is for. Not what it's for. This should always go to a guy who was almost out of the league and then had a good year. Well, they should, maybe not that dramatic. Like Jimmy Butler, I feel like was a great, a true most improved Mm -hmm. player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he was a God at once. That's a great one. You just shouldn't yes. be eligible if you were drafted in the top five. And there's a lot like Kevin Love won one. Um, you look at the list and it basically vacillates between guys who are essentially hitting the level you would just want them to anyway. Mm-hmm. And then like actual. So, yeah. So the last one was John Morant. Uh, let me just go back. Uh, I'm like John Morant, Julius, Julius Randall. That was legitimate. Like that was a guy. Yeah, sure. Brandon yeah. Ingram. Nah. the second pick in the draft. Haskell yeah, no. Siakam. Good. Good one. Victor yeah. Oladipo. Okay. Second pick in the draft. Uh-huh. So they have a Giannis in 2017. Fair. CJ McCollum in 2016. Yeah. Like they kind of have it right. But recently it's just been like 
Yeah, picking Kevin Love, that doesn't make any sense. But and it's yeah. gotten worse. It was a little more normal before. To me, um, the most ideal, most improved player award who's ever gotten it are 2005 Bobby Simmons. <laughs> and then uh, 2008 Hidu Turkaloo, where it's like this old dude now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, granted, it turned out he was on like HGH or whatever, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Well, like, this he, should be an old guy or a young guy award. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, do you know why they have the award? I didn't learn this until this week. No, it's because they used to have comeback player of the year. And then the guys who kept winning comeback player of the year were guys who had drug absences. Mm. And so the NBA was like, oh, we're worried. The white people liking the sport. Anyway, I, um, I think so, they should bring back comeback player of the year. Actually, yeah, I think it, that's it makes cool so much more sense than most improved. Yeah, because most improved is so. Anyway, yeah. So like last year, it's Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a nice story for everybody. John Morant getting most improved is a real like. Yeah, man, they were second on the conference, and even he was. He, his acceptance speech was like. He said they should have given this to Bain. Desmond Bain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it's just it's just dumb. Anyway, now it's named after George Mikan, who was uh, a col- a dominant college champion mm-hmm. and led the league in scoring in his very first season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I don't I mean I guess he improved when he was like fourteen, and they convinced him. And I, I guess is it named after the drill? Basically, I think so. Yeah. Well, and they couldn't. Look, Look they needed, kind of they the needed... reason I was doing that bit about claiming I wanted to name all the the trophies after Mike and is there is a certain thing where it's like he's sort of the only guy until, you know, the 70s. You know what I mean? I mean, while well, you get well, until Bill Russell, like where it's like he was the only famous basketball player for a pretty long time. Um. <laughs> well, and then he. uh he let Kareem Abdul-Jabbar go to the NBA yep, by he, underbidding. Because he underbid him. <laughs> you know that story, right, Wilms? No. The ABA, when Kareem came out, um, you know, he had a choice between the ABA and the NBA. And the ABA owners pooled all their money. And Kareem was like, I don't, I don't want to negotiate and go back and forth. Like, I, I found that distasteful. Just give me your best offer and I'll pick between them. And so the ABA owners got all, like, pooled their money and they... Uh, offered him like a million dollar signing bonus for you know for 1969 or whatever that's huge and they even had a check and george mike and went in there and offered like six hundred thousand instead yeah thinking he he was gonna get the check yeah he he was was like (laughs) and kareem was like well i told you just one offer and the you know the yeah yeah, like literally he thought he was gonna get to negotiate and it's after like Kareem had said thing. you get one offer. And the whole thing was like, like, why would they make up the check? Like the whole deal was like, <laughs> here's this check right now. You can take to a bank if you sign with the NBA. Uh, and also they had to run the league out of Minneapolis because that's where his uh, insurance <laughs> business was. I think he might have been a realtor, Joey. Yeah, I think he like was. I, like I said, NBA history starts in 1980. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is what was going on before 1980. I'm no. sorry. Like we don't and, count uh, those. George Mikan being on this trophy also um, makes sure that uh, there's three white guys along with the three black mm-hmm. players. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, gosh. That's ridiculous. I don't know who most improved should be. Maybe it's the Bobby Simmons trophy, Joey. <laughs> 
Um, Daryl Armstrong. Yeah, the Daryl Armstrong trophy is tight. That would be great. That yeah, that's who I would like. Yeah, just a cool guy. Or the George Morrison trophy. <laughs> he like did you, win if it. You need a white guy. Morrison <laughs> won it once. <laughs> And you could actually just use the Michael Jordan silhouette because that actually would look more like something Murison. Actually, do. here's um, a guy who won it that I would love to name the trophy after. Call it the Aaron Brooks trophy. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, 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 who's going to win the Mr. Brooks this year? Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, six man, John Havlicek. Hate it. I mean, too many Celtics already on these uh, are yeah. on these trophies. Yeah, it's a good point. And there's Ugh, Celtic stuff. It would be hilarious if it was if it was Lou Williams, though. Yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. It actually kind of should be Jamal Crawford. Now that I think about it. Well, I, I actually think this is another. There's a very obvious answer for who this should be, actually, and this should be the manager Ginobili. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. yeah, and that would be cooler too. Yeah. It'd be like. It's still kind of a white guy, but he's from Argentina. It should be the Manu. Or the Andre Iguodala. He's basically retired. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> name it after one of those guys who was awesome and was not starting for uh, as like a bit. So what are, what are they going to name after LeBron after he retires? The scoring great title? question. Is it going to be like a, a trophy for the scoring title? You think? I mean, that's weird because it's sort of doesn't fit exactly mm-hmm. but i'm not sure what's left uh i mean the taco tuesday tm trophy for yeah. when you win this scoring title <laughs> the lebron james player of the month of lord uh, <laughs> i mean honestly that's probably not a bad guess yeah the player i'm of the just month. thinking of what's left yeah i mean clearly they're gonna i guarantee when steph curry retires they're gonna create a, a 3.1 right and it'll be yeah. the steph curry three-point champion uh, well until then they've got clutch player of the year joey <laughs> uh and i would just like to say that uh, is that a, I, is that a new thing yes yeah. it's, it's the last and one it's, they added it's named after what? jerry west it's jerry west baby <laughs> oh, one God. of the one how of the they, how do they do greats. that well they, they vote for it I believe they award it to the player who loses the most finals games. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone's lost more finals games than him in history. Um, is this just something they can give to Dame? Yes. Yes. To give yes. To Dame. yes. They made an award to give to Dame. Yes. That's what not, this is. Not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it next to his bubble MVP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like literal Mickey Mouse. Not going to win. Not going to win. <laughs> You think Jerry West likes this award, or he's no? Jerry West doesn't award? like anything. Do you think he? But was there a moment where he felt honored and then went to self-loathing, or was he like just I, mad in general? I just don't understand. Everyone already knows he is literally the logo of the league. Why does he also need a trophy named after him? I mean, his nickname is Mister Clutch, but also yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's an award game. Like who? It's it's yeah for Dame Nation. <laughs> oh, well, it would have been Demar uh, Derozan last year. Yeah, I mean uh, that would be tight. Uh, John, who do you think should be named? Uh, who should get Clutch Player of the Year? Because uh, for the uh, trophy, Robert Ory. Robert Ory. Awesome! Oh, Great that answer. Would be amazing. Yeah, I was gonna suggest Reggie Miller, but yeah, Robert Ory nope. also. Robert Ory, yep. baby. Yeah, that would be Perfect. so tight. Yeah. Um Robert Orr is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That would rule. Robert Ory should have a trophy named after him. Robert Ory would drive people insane today because his metrics would probably be bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's like you understand that like he won a bunch of championships with like different teams um, and was like the guy they gave the ball at the end of the game when they had Kobe. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He just, um, yeah, it's um, some of the, some of the worst moments of other players, whole NBA careers were based on being one step too far away from Robert Ory. And that includes yeah. like Rasheed Wallace, Chris Weber, uh, mm-hmm. many players, uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, <laughs> all guys that didn't close out on Robert Ory and lost titles because of it. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I think we should just, I think that's, our I episode, think that's right? our episode. Yeah. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you've written at real GM recently? Oh uh, yeah. Something went up today. It's weekly. So just check it out. Um, RealGM.com. There I am. Mm-hmm. Check me out. Yeah, he's a uh, to quote my favorite song from the uh, uh, from the soundtrack to R- the Ryan Gosling movie Drive that was written about Sully Sullenberger. He's a real real GM and a real human being, John Wilms. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay, damn. Uh, um, Sean. Uh, are you doing any stand-up where you plan on bringing uh, Elon Musk up to the stage to get you booed? You know, I, uh, my DMs are, but I did uh, DM Sam Bankman-Fried and invite him on the podcast. He has not gotten back to me. I think he's in jail. I think he's busy, yeah. His DMs are open. I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club on December 18th with Samuel Bade, and then the first weekend in january i am at the recently reopened rooster tea feathers in beautiful mm. sunnyvale california they have it, the first pong machine there no they, they have a sign well yeah they, they had the first pong machine in there and uh it kept breaking and the apple guys who made it were like oh this sucks and then they realized that it had so many quarters in it that it had malfunctioned because mm-hmm. it was so popular yeah <laughs> Um, I guess Atari guys, not Apple guys. And then, did you write Sun. anything? Um, Sun iPhone. Yeah. Did, did you did you write anything uh, for uh, Warriors World or the baseball uh, website you write it's for? It's called Golden State of Mind, Joey. God, why do I always do that? <laughs> you don't truck with Warriors World around these parts. Um, you can read my basketball stuff at Yard Barker. I think I have some good stuff at the uh, Giants Baseball Insider site about things Great. the Giants are doing. I'm going to write about Carlos Correa a little later today. And uh, I'll have, I, oh, I do have, some, I have a secret fun article that'll go up at uh, Golden Cinema later this week. We love secrets. Yeah. Um, and then as for me, uh, my job ends uh, this month. So I think in January, I'm going to start streaming Marvel Snap as a bit. Yes. Um, I'll let you know when that happens, because <laughs> uh, the idea of streaming a mobile game is really funny to me. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have um, I'm gonna review Shaq's phone game uh this next week for the Patreon, and soon Joey and I are going to review the Shakaroni pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have already sampled it and have some thoughts. Oh uh, no. And then, Wait, I had, I had a I had a shack bit. I had I. Oh yeah, I yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. I just 
the definitive Shaq moment for me now, I mean, it, it's never, it hasn't been a basketball moment for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, last year when he had this completely unnecessary back and forth with like Ben Simmons, where it was like, all right, like everybody is like, you know, pooping on this guy, but like you are doing it so much that it like he's responding and it's like you're doing like a public feud. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an interview with Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report where she asked him about it and he like went to such a dark place because <laughs> he was like, he was like, what I want, what I want him to understand is like what the kind of person you have to become to win in this sport and to, and to like, you know, get true success. And he's like, he's like, I deserted everyone I love. He's like, he's like, my children don't, my children at the time didn't like me. I lost my wife. And he's like, that's what it takes to win. And I I was just like, wow. Like, I don't know if you want enough to be sacrificing. Like, like, no, you're kind of known for not quite reaching your potential all the way. But that's the coolest part about Shaq is that he like, He he like lazied into being like one of the top fifty greatest players of all time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think whatever was going on with him interpersonally was like necessarily related to the basketball stuff. No, he was like, he was he was he was an incredible coxman on the road. That's what he yeah. he had he had like lots of girlfriends. That's well, that's what that's what it takes to win. That's Sean. what it takes to win. I feel like Ben Simmons could do that if he sure. if he really put his mind to it. Yeah, I like sure, that, I like that he's. Uh, He's kind of thriving with um I think KD is good for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um yes. but then also as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where this week I hadn't tweeted in a long time, but I tweeted an absolute banger. Uh on <laughs> December 8th, I tweeted, I think that at published uh I, I think that at public storage may be scamming me. I love that he added them. Um, um, and yeah, that's our es- episode. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Let's name all the trophies after George Mikan. What a beautiful plane I have found in the lane made of balsa wood for the right pros. Like the Kia with Blake, I will jump this plane fake and surely I'll get a 10 from Meek. Magnifique! And I'll start doing commercials for Boeing. My optimism was rash and then down I did crash on the airplane under the rim with a scarf around my neck both the wings they got wrecked and I tossed off the goggles cause I couldn't see no siree I was roasted hard by Kenny and Reggie I took drugs 
Bucks to get swole. Dennis Smith jumped J. Cole. Miles Bridges wore a grandmama jersey. One guy's arm through the hoop. Curry through alley-oops. I had actors dressed as airmen from history. Tuskegee pilots, not the syphilis experiment. The plane duck got a 42. Eights from Dean Brown and Alonzo, too. While Shaq teamed up with Hamadou, I wore Adidas on my feet. They used Dwayne Wade and Muggsy Boat. And Celeb MVP Quavo, he held the ball in a give and go. And Team LeBron would win the catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.